0: Hey golfers, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, PGA member, golf academy owner. My job is to help players play better golf and help them with their journey. And this podcast is kind of like I get to let that information live and breathe somewhere. And I feel really good about that to be able to just like publish the things I get to talk about on a week to week basis out somewhere to the world. So they just get to live and breathe and and hopefully point you all in a better direction in the right direction and just clarify what your path to improvement is if i can even do that in the smallest matter like that that means a lot to me and it feels good so if this podcast is helping you out in any way leave it a review tell a friend about it like i want to double the size of this podcast one more time and if we do that this, this podcast will live and breathe for a long time so I appreciate you all for hanging out as long as you've been here. But if you're new or you've been on board for a while, leave it a review, send it to a friend. That stuff helps more than you know. Anyway, let's talk about golf. You're not here. For... Anyway, let's talk about golf. Let's talk about golf tinks. Let's talk about golf debunking some myths and just let's talk about the golf swing. Golf swing's fun. fun. It's, it's a very deep rabbit hole and sometimes when we have a conversation like today that might be a little more analytical i don't want you to get lost in the information i don't want you to confuse yourself in a way where you go out and you you literally like kind of lock up on the course it's called information overload a lot of players struggle with information overload because they don't have a path to improvement so if you're that person who feels scatterbrained simplify your focus, narrow in and figure out what that path to improvement is. If you don't have a clear path to improvement, maybe work with a coach. If you don't have a coach available, maybe work with a friend. Write it down on paper. That's a best practice and narrow in that focus and that path to improvement. But that's not today's topic. Today's topic is dynamic loft and its role in your ball flight and its role and how it relates to your swing path. All right, so let's, let's dig in on dynamic loft a little bit. Dynamic loft is the effective loft of your club when you hit the golf ball. So I'm gonna ask you a question really quick and I want you to answer it before I respond. What is the number one thing that influences backspin? It's loft. Loft is your number one influence on backspin. And the easiest example of that is think about hitting a 60 degree versus thinking about hitting a driver. Your 60 degree is much more apt to spin up in the air and have more backspin. Your driver, less. Why? Because loft. So loft plays a role in a lot of this kind of like, figuring out how things work and how to make things work for you. So I really want you to understand loft. And if you haven't ever heard of loft as far as it, as far as it goes on the golf course, joking with your friends, This is an absolute zinger, so if your friend hits a bad shot, tell them, too much loft. Well, what do you mean, too much loft? Lack of effing talent. So, loft also stands for lack of effing talent. It's a joke I heard, I don't know, many, many years ago, definitely growing up, and it's been around for a long time, but not everybody's known about that one, so I wanted to pass it along so you you can give your friends a hard time on the golf course. So tell them they struggle with loft, but let's dig into the actual science of loft because loft is a huge contributor to your golf shot, how it performs, what is the ideal shot, and how does it get influenced. So dynamic loft is the amount of measurable loft at the hit, okay? There are some primary influencers on dynamic loft, and and this is kind of an extension of last week's talk about swing path. Last week we really dug in on swing path and how it works and some of the things your swing path influences But your swing path is a major influencer on dynamic loft. So for example if your club is swinging more outside in you're Effectively taking dynamic loft off the club unless you make other compensations So an outside in swing is one that tends to de-loft the club because the club is traveling to the left or outside in And if the club points left at impact, it's naturally gonna have less loft. Now, let's flip the script. So if you're swinging more from the inside, your club's going to have more loft. Okay, and I want you to just get in those positions and practice them and watch what the loft of your club does. So if your club is swinging from the inside, it's gonna be what relative to the target? It's gonna be more open. And if it's more open, that means more loft. And more loft means what? More high bombs. if you wanna hit high, nasty, filthy bombs, you need more loft. Meaning, that's just another reason, it's another supporting case that your club should swing from the inside. Now this is kinda confusing. I know it's like a little bit of a rabbit hole, but loft is important as a shot contributor. If you wanna hit it high and relatively straight, you should swing from the inside. It's just another supporting piece of evidence for having a awesome swing path. And that's why your swing path is so important. All this stuff comes full circle when we think about what your swing path should do, how it should work, and then its role it plays on the golf club. Now there are other influencers on your loft. For example, what your wrists do. So if you flip the club, if your trail hand flips through, so we're like throwing a baseball up in the air, if that flipping motion happens, That's doing what to the effective loft? It's adding loft. So that's how you wanna hit a flop shot. That's how you wanna hit a bunker shot when you really wanna engage the bounce. You want to have that throwing of the club happening at the bottom of the swing. And that engages more loft, which engages more bounce, which makes some shots more playable like a bunker shot or a flop shot. But that's not your everyday shot. Most players struggle with too much loft. And I'm talk, not talking about lack of freaking talent, I'm talking about they actually hit the golf club with their wrists flipping. And that creates more effective loft on the club. Combine that with an outside in swing path and now we've created a whole host of problems. So what do we want? We want a club that swings from the inside. We want wrist conditions that don't add loft to the club because if we're swinging from the inside, that's how we're getting the loft on the ball properly. Okay, are you tracking with me there? There are other contributors to loft. Now, another one that we haven't talked about, and I really don't talk about too much on here, is your club fit contributes to your loft. So the shaft of the club kicks forward at the hitting area. It's actually kicking forward, which is pretty interesting. I I didn't understand that many years ago, and it it took some thought, it took some explanation, but Your club is actually kicking forward, so that's why you launch a driver higher than the loft, typically, because the club is kicking forward. That's a simple way to think about it. But your driver, or, or any lofted club, or any club, excuse me, is going to get that kicking motion. So not only are we swinging from the inside, but we're creating speed, we're creating whip, and those things are gonna help you hit it high. So the wrist conditions that look the best at the hitting area typically don't look like there's a ton of loft on the club. If your lead wrist is flexed and your lead wrist is supinated, so basically reaching towards your forearm and turning your lead wrist outward, supination, turning your hand to the left for a right-handed player, your left hand to the left, like you're screwing a screwdriver counterclockwise, that's supination. If we're creating those wrist conditions at the hit that feels like it's a very de-lofted shot, but the offsetting factors are hopefully your swing plane because you're swinging from the inside and then also having a properly fit club that's flexing for you and creating enough launch through the hitting area. All right, so so loft is like this rabbit hole that is important to put, put the puzzle pieces together. It's something that we should understand when we're constructing a golf shot And it's something to understand when you think about hitting conditions. So for example, let's talk about the big dog. If we want to hit the big dog well, a club that has very little loft on it, how do we want our club working into that? We want it working on an upward angle because our club has very little loft. So we want an upward angle of attack to support that launch and getting that ball up in the air so we get the right amount of launch with the right amount of spin to get the most out of our drives. And combine that with swinging from the inside and having a properly fit club. Now, let's think about the other side of the spectrum, because that's really the easiest way to describe these things, is think about one side of the spectrum, think about the exact opposite side of the spectrum, and then how do those tools get used differently? And then in between those tools is a step and a step and a step, and we're gradually stepping from one direction to the next. So, for example, with the driver, we're hitting up on it, Now, for example, let's talk about hitting a 60 degree. What are wrist conditions like? What are the best hitters in the world doing? They're hitting down on the ball, aggressively. Why? Because the club has a lot of loft on it, so we can afford to hit down on it, we can afford to take loft off of it to create the right kind of shot pattern. If you were to do that with your driver, it wouldn't go in the air, and that would not be a good thing. So this is how we can use both ends of the spectrum to help us further understand our golf swing and how we work our way through it to create better shots. Loft is an important contributor as to what is a properly fit club, how do we construct a golf shot, and how do we use this tool to create the best possible shots the most often. Loft is important, friends. It's it's something you should be thinking about. It's something you should have an understanding of. But as I want to remind you, like I mentioned earlier, It's not something we should put ourselves on information overload about. You shouldn't go to the golf course and be thinking about your dynamic loft. By the time you hit the golf course, your preparation should be done. You should be thinking about hitting shots. Now, if you're out there practicing, you could be doing other stuff, but at the end of the day, we want to play golf. We want to play golf. Well, when we're out there just flowing, thinking about shots, we don't want to be mechanical. We don't want to be on information overload. We want to trust that we put the work in the right places and we just want to go execute on that. And if we don't have a good day we want to take notes we want to go prepare better and we want to learn live change repeat get the practice in put the practice in the right places where are your weaknesses what do you suck at.com write it down figure it out have a plan have a path put the work in and if you don't have somebody to help you reach out to me reach out to any good golf coach reach out to your friends find your support network that can help you find a plan get better, make 2022 your best year ever. I want to thank you for hanging out for another podcast. I know you have a lot of choices and I appreciate you being here. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.